Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Bowlology Report. Damien Fleming here, joined by a man who uh, I think he's talked about as one of the greatest Australian batsmen since Sir Donald Bradman in Test Match Cricket. He averaged 55, only eight less than Stephen Smith. He, Hodgie, um, are you comfortable with that mantle? Yeah. Don't Would forget. you go Bradman, uh, Smith, Hodge? Well, is this in regards to your poll vote? Um, <laughs> I, I thought I was. I thought it was Bradman, Smith, Hodge at current rate. Well, on averages, it is. Yeah, it is. It is. And, and statistics don't lie. So it wasn't my fault that I only got an opportunity to play six tests. But what you're leaving out there, unfortunately, <laughs> is you're missing point nine. Like that point nine oh, of a run was a good run, actually. That could take you past Kumar Sangakara's yep. test. I know oh, he's Sri Lankan. What about Adam Voges, though? He averaged 61. Well, he, he's, he must be the next best then, isn't he? But his name's not coming up. No. Now, I put the poll question out there. We'll have the results uh, later Yeah, I'm looking on. forward to that, actually. Uh, hey, mate, just with yourself, regarding yourself, though, your little career, um, you debuted back at the MCG, I think you are about 17, 18, 93, 94. Mm. Do you know where you batted in that game against Queensland? Uh, number four? No, it, maybe five, actually. Incorrect. Where did I bat? So, Darren Ramshaw batted four. Right, okay. Richard Herman batted five. Oh, Dickie. my God. Yep. Two of your Melbourne teammates. Yes. Are you catching up with well, them? Well, they quickly realised that they were no good. Ram <laughs> blocked the life out of them. And what about Dickie? Dickie was more of a bowling all-rounder than a batting all-rounder. He was happy to have a bit of an arm muscle. He was happy to have a few sledges. Is that right? Five. So is that in a one-day game? Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. I was trying to, I was trying to work out the... Uh, the the Sheffield Shield game. No. Where I'm sure I batted at five. So your debut at 18, I reckon. Yep. Up against Queensland, who basically have an Australian or an ex-Australian attack. Yeah. Did, where did you bat? Oh, it's, if you're talking that, I'd say then six. Yeah, open. Oh, I opened it. All right, oh, there you go. And who did you <laughs> open with? Uh, well, it has to be Matty Elliott. Herbie. Yep. Yep. It has to be Herb. Dino at number three. Yep. Um, do you know how you would dismiss? Oh, caught behind off Craig McDermott, maybe? McDermott played. <laughs> I'd say you would have faced him. What a great bowler. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Casper. Okay, Casper, yep. Court well, loved bowl Casper for nine. Yeah. Of was, 24 balls. Yeah. Scratchy early. Wasn't my best knock, I must say. But yeah, those memories, I don't remember that particular game. Um, it was your first game. I can't remember it at all, actually. <laughs> yeah, and you're open, but yeah, I, I, that's not the greatest middle order, particularly in a one day game. But oh. you say Ram blocked him. Darren Ramshaw, 82 off 89 balls against that attack. He can do that, Ram. Uh, I don't know actually how I got to open the batting because I'm not sure what Stillman was doing. Um, and it was Les Stillman as coach, yeah. Dino captain. Yeah, but I always, um, maybe because I opened the batting for Melbourne in district cricket at maybe that in time. Maybe ball cricket. Because that was the only place I could actually get a bat. <laughs> but in the pre-season camp, I made all my runs batting at number four against, I think it was yourself, Rifle, yep. um, Hughes and Dottermate. So it was almost like the A-grade attack versus... Basically, the crap carters, which we no, were. Uh, the probables, probables versus the possibles. Possibles. <laughs> yeah, which is the first 11 versus the non-first, uh, the second 11. I was in the second 11, and I got 450s on the bounce against the, the A-grade attack. So, was that when we were up in Darwin? Darwin like it was, yeah. Yep. Darwin, um, and maybe Brugger as well. Yeah. So, we went from Brugger to Darwin. Um, 
And uh, was that who was that little guy from Darwin that smacked us around in the first practice game? Kenny Vows or Kenny Knowles? Well, he wasn't a fatty. Yeah, well, <laughs> no yeah. one knew his name because no, Les Stillman could not actually say it properly. So I played under 19 <laughs> against Kenny, and we talk about T20 cricket, um, and and we talk about you know trying to unearth more Indigenous players. Yeah. You know, we've got Dan Christian and. Um, and co Ash Gardner in, in the women's game, Kenny Vowles would be a T20 superstar. He hit the ball that hard. Didn't he smoke us for 100 off about 25 balls? And like they were all out for 220 in the 37th but, over. But, but Kenny Vowles, <laughs> what did Les keep calling him? Kenny Knowles. <laughs> he could never say his name properly, but... It wasn't one of Les's strong suits to actually get everyone's names no. right. There was he, there was what Kenny about, Knowles, there was Michael DeVito. No, DeVito, what no, he called him Danny Danny DeVito. DeVito. Yep, there was Wayne Holdsworthy. Ruby. Um there was a few others. Uh, uh Richard Cheekwee. Richard TP. Yep. <laughs> Richard TP. <laughs> yeah. He was pretty good to coach. Um anyway. but Kenny Bowers is actually in politics now. Brilliant! Good no, he was—he was one of the most exciting players that I ever saw as a youngster. Yeah, um, and he was. Oh, I it's such a shame. Time hurt him. Yeah. Fifteen years on, he would be slogging him. I bet you he played South Australian grade cricket. Yeah, and he was just a natural. Hit the ball so hard. Well, to be able to smack uh, yourself, Merv, uh, Dotty, and Flem around was pretty impressive. Yep, um, in that game, got some skill. You played. It was yeah. Me, Rifle, Dodder made Warren, Harvey. Not a bad attack. Ooh, it's not a bad attack, is it? Um, uh, hey, mate, just... Who else did well in that one-day game, anyway? Did we win it or no, lose it? No, we lost. Stewie Law got 100. I bowled 4.3 overs, so I think that was a hammy. Done your side, did you? Or I think hammy. that was a hammy. Mm. Um, Dodders was the best of the bowls, two for 40. Warning none for 60 off 10. Didn't have a great record in the domestic scene, Warney, actually. Yeah. And look, it's fair to say that when you're a performer like that, it's very hard. He needed the crowds. He needed the crowds. Absolutely. What were we getting? Four and a half Nothing. Thousand? There's nothing there. Nothing there. Hey, Hodgie, um, LinkedIn. Yeah. You're actively seeking employment. Yeah. Uh, your coaching career, it's had some highs, but you're just in a little bit of a uh, plateau at the moment. Yeah. Have you seen the latest thing on LinkedIn? Uh, there's a few things out there, but I guess one of the things with coaching is, um, it, look, it's it's not it's not a simple thing. It's a difficult thing. Yes. And uh, I actually took a couple of hits last time when I was coaching in the IPL. It was a difficult place to actually manage. Yep. Uh, and I felt that I actually needed some time away just to yes. recharge the batteries and work out exactly what was happening in my life. So that was pretty cool. Just about ready to recharge the batteries. So Timing that could is, not be better. Uh, could not be Timing better. could not so, be better because on LinkedIn, why? headline, Mickey Arthur said he was disappointed and hurt as he was axed as Pakistan coach following an underwhelming... I, I question underwhelming World Cup. I thought Pakistan were actually unlucky <laughs> not to make the semi-final. Yeah. So the Pakistan um, coaching gig is available. Right. Brilliant. What are your thoughts? First thoughts. Well, first thoughts is it's an opportunity, I guess, if it's there. Well, if um, you're seeking opportunities, yeah. it is an opportunity. Do I'm not sure whether Halebury have branched out into Lahore or Karachi of yet. They are in China, so maybe they're looking some Masunga. Harvey College. Yes, yeah, so my son goes to Halebury, so I've got to think about my kids' education. Well, what's wrong with Royal Pindi? I don't know. I'm not sure what the schooling education's like over there. It's pretty good. It's but pretty I can, good. But I can have a chat to the boss of Harbury and see if he can branch out and put a school in Karachi or Lahore, see if they're or based there. you just email your CV in because – but buyer beware because I just did a little bit of research on Pakistan coaches and yeah. it's fair What's to say – What's the history like? If you get the gig – um, you're probably not going to get long service leave. <laughs> okay. You're not going to get long service right. leave, so okay. make the most of it. I'll go back to 1998, Java Meandad replaces Haroon Rashid. Later in 99, Meandad resigns over differences with the player players. Mushtaq Muhammad takes over. August 1999, Mushtaq's already replaced. <laughs> September 1999, Wasim Raja appointed coach. Yep. Two months later, he's replaced by Richard Pibus. Yep. But we'll be hearing more about Rich. So Rich does it for um, a month and a half. 
He's replaced by Intercab Yep. So Intercab uh, Intercab has taken over. Right. Six months later, Meander. He's back. He's back. Right. But um, he does it for 18 months. And after he's fired after an ill-tempered tour in New Zealand. Right. Guess he's back, Pibus. Really? He's back for the England tour. It's yep. amazing. I yep. didn't know when you, if you got sacked, you get actually re-employed later on. So this is August 2001. So Pibus is back. By September 01, he's gone. So that's seven changes in a year and a half. Yep. So he lasts okay. a month. Madassa Nazar takes over. Okay. Yep. 12 months later, he's summoned to return home. And guess who's coach? Java Mandad. Pibus. <laughs> Pibus again. Oh, <laughs> my Okay, um, six months later, Pibus resigns. Okay, guess who takes over? Java Mandan. Java Mandan, <laughs> yes. But he steps down after a year yep. because uh, internal problems in the home camp. Okay. 2004, Bob Warmer takes over. Yeah. So Bob actually lasts three years. Did a good job, longest and then Obviously, he tragically passes away during the 2007 World Cup. Yeah. Um, Jeff Lawson takes yes, over. Henry. Henry he loved it. And he, he loved did. his time there, Hen. He lasted 15 months um, and he was sacked. And uh, quote from a former player, Safraz Nawaz, his sacking will certainly improve Pakistan cricket <laughs> as he never had the talent to coach a national team. So guess he's back. Java Mandad. Java Mandad's back. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> so he does it for the while. Waka Yunus appointed yep. as Pakistan uh, coach in 2010. 2011, he resigns for personal yeah, reasons. Yeah, it didn't go well. Um, Dav Watmore. Davy. Dav, okay, yep. So that ticked off another national team for him. He's replaced by Moin Khan. <laughs> right. Okay. And then Waka Yunus takes Wasn't over. Wasn't Moin's band for a bit? Pardon? Was Moin banned? Yes. Oh, okay. Um, but so- now he might be... Cha- no, no, Inzi's chairman of selectors. Okay. Okay. I think Jarvid had another go. Right. Right. And now we've got to, to Mickey Arthur. So yeah. who, who okay. if you're in, who do you think, or what would be your plan? Righto. To well, get Pakistan cricket back up to, you know, Imran Ringja yep. as Prime Minister. Yep. You go, Hodge. Yep. Like your work, how do we become world champion? How do we get us playing like Tigers again? Well, if like I sort of had a four-point plan or a five-point plan, I'd certainly, I'd start off on the good foot, right? Yes. And say, Jarvid. Oh, sorry, Imran. Imran. Yeah. yeah, that's not a good start. <laughs> I was nervous about Java Mandad because I'm thinking he's going to take your job in a month's time anyway. I'd say, Imran, listen, I witnessed your successful World Cup uh, in the MCG yes. in 93. How wonderful you were as a leader, sir, and you're doing a wonderful job as Prime Minister. I like this. Now... I'm your man, yes. and I'll tell you why. But this is what I need. What I need is I probably need a, a 10-year non-negotiable deal, which includes a PSL yes. deal, um, because none of your 10 years have lasted no. more than three years. So I'm your man for I 10. I want to be the first Pakistan coach to get long service leave. Yes, okay. or make it for three weeks, like what Javid's done. Yeah. So you only do three weeks, they think you're great. And then someone else comes in, they're rubbish, and then they ring you back up, say, why don't you come back? back. And then you come back, do it for three weeks. Yes. So if actually I could extend a five-year career just for three weeks on the bounce, so three weeks there, come back home, three weeks, come back home, I think that's a good work. Yeah, I like it. Um, The other thing would be is that, um, well, if you can't get – They've been playing away from home for 10 years. Yeah, but so I'd playing say, more cricket at home now. So I'd say to um, Imran, listen, we'd love to bring cricket back to Pakistan. Pakistan need it back home. However, if I'm going to be a part of your organisation, can we please keep it in Dubai? Yeah. And the reason why? Tax-free dollars. Tax-free dollars. So he'll, be, he'll, he'll know this. He's a, he's a business Here man. Here you go, Hodge. You're, you're a smart man, Hodge. Um, what else? Uh Probably employ Java Mandad as an advisor. Keep him close. Keep him close, yep. And maybe the other main threat I would think would be Dean Jones because he thinks, you know, he's the Alex Ferguson of the PSL. Yeah, but he wins um, Pakistan Super League for Islamabad. He wins. He wins, yep. 
Well, he's, he's he may already have the job. He might already have the job. So, if that's the case, then I'll have to knife Dino. Yeah, you could be a. Consultant. I could do that. No problem. Where's Pybus, Richard? Where, where's he? Is he in the West Indies? I think Isn't he, he is. controlling the operations or? Anyway, it sounds like he's a tourist, Richard Pybus. I think we could get him. Not sure what his skills are, well. but I don't think he's won too much. So good presentation. Yep. Um, and the threats are. Yeah, Jarvid and, and Dino. And Dino, but I've also got one. This is this is this is my go-to. Say, Imran, we're going to cancel all tours that have fast bouncy wickets. So we're not touring yep. Australia, and we're not touring South Africa. Nope. And it's got nothing to do. And we can come up with any sort of thing we yep. want. We can come up with a mental health thing because the players just can't get around fast bouncy wickets. Yep. So we don't want to put them in a bad space. So we're only going to go and play on low subcontinent conditions. Yep. And that will raise us to the number one in the, on the table. Strategic. See? Um, and so there, the ultimate goal, you win the first test championship. Correct. Because you only play in the conditions that you like playing in. And as soon as you do that, yeah. you pass, you hand your resignation in, say thanks for your time, Imran. Go get Pybus and Jarvid. Yeah. They'll stuff it back up again and give me a call You'll and be back I'll in fix six it back time. up. Bradley Hodge, I think uh, you might need to get the suit on and get yourself over to Lahore or Karachi, I yep. would have thought. A very revered patch of English turf, plumb in line with the pavilion door. The test wicket of all test wickets. When at Lords, England plays Australia. And when that happens, everything has to be just so. Hey, um, anyway. what a first Ashes test. Oh, I couldn't... Every afternoon I was just counting down the the hours yeah for that first ball when Australia you know Australia will end up winning by 251 runs when they're eight for 122 on day one wow they're not winning that test match that is an but absolute we saw Smith the genius yep. again yep um two hard nut tail enders Peter Siddle and Nathan Lyon yep um but the story of the game probably was the re-emergence of Stephen Smith, isn't it? It was. Look, it was a phenomenal individual performance. I mean, I just I can't even think about uh, uh, another hero- a heroic effort like that. It's just two hundred stuff. You know, it's hard to put uh, words yeah. into it actually, and just describe how um, the mental toughness that you know he would have booing. Had. Yeah, the booing. He, look, he would have been thinking about. They actually got fatigued at booing <laughs> the Edgbaston crowd. How good was that? Well, look, I mean, one of the ways to actually rid yourself of any criticism is just to stay at the middle and show people what your skills you actually possess. And he did that so well. And I'm happy for him and proud of him and proud of the Australian unit uh, that they've been able to achieve this. Um, And I think they've been on the right track for a long time. You know, I think this started actually in India I think uh, Finchie's leadership was really good. Yep. We've seen Tim Payne's leadership was really good. And Justin Langer and his team have enabled uh, Bancroft, uh, Smith and Warner to filter in to this group pretty much seamlessly. And, and, and one of them got the results. And, I mean, the other it's two, the other two failed. Yeah, they failed. And maybe it just got too much of them. But Steve Smith, what a champion. Um, and just for Stephen Smith, 286 runs in the Test match. Uh, Travis Head, um, who we'll talk about as well, uh, he was quoted as saying that he enhances the sense of confidence to all the other batsmen that he bats with. And also, I, I love this quote from Trav, Smith sucks the momentum out of the opposition while he's at the crease. And, and you sort of got that sense, didn't you, in the second innings, they just felt like, we don't know how to bowl to this guy. We don't know how to get him out. No, and once you once you don't know how to get someone out, uh, you're in all sorts of trouble. Uh, he's look, he's just at a, another level. <laughs> I mean, he, he's actually probably nearly too good for the competition, but he actually can't go anywhere. So we'll see. He'll just get. He can't represent Earth against the moon. No, he'll Mars, get better Mars, and better. And team. and look, he will he will walk away from Test cricket averaging. 55 plus. Um, that's even if he has a bad couple of seasons. Uh, he's uh, hopefully he plays for a long period of time and gets his 40 or 50 hundreds. He can certainly do well, that. He looks hungry enough, doesn't he? Like he yeah. looks hungry enough. Yeah, um, he and, does. And he just wants more. And what I like, you just feel like, um, you know, he, and Steve War is part of 
um, the coaching panel. Mm. And, and I think just as much for the players, but for Justin Langer as well. Like yes. There's no doubt he's, he's helping Alfie there, but he's certainly got a lot of that Stephen War mental disintegration, isn't he? He does not want to give uh, yeah. him the sniff at all. And look, I'm not sure what role uh, Tugger had in that, but you would have think that every time Steve Smith walks, walked past Tugger in the dressing room and he's walking back out to take guard again after a lunch break or a tea break, I'm pretty sure Tugger would have been the man to walk past um, to get that be, ambition just to keep going and be a going. Nod from each of other. Absolutely. Respect. Yeah. Uh, look, that's the leadership that's Tugger. Yeah, you played under him. That's, yeah. that's what you get. See, I thought Steve Waugh was really important, um, particularly in that time that I played, that he still had the hurt of us losing in the mid-'80s. You know, he come into a young Australian team, Alan Board is the superstar, Um, some very good players there, but we don't have Chapel, Marsh, Lily. We don't have those uh, the Mm. Rebels that went to South Africa. Imagine taking, you know, 15 of your best players out of the competition. Amazing. And I reckon... You know, whenever there was a chance, um, you know, you know, you know, is your attitude contagious? You know, is it worth? Tell catching? me what what was his best skills, Tugger? Oh, I think his his will, his desire. Yeah. Um, and did I, he install it into everyone else? Did he give you that courage just to keep going? That's the Australian way. Yeah, I think um, I was going to talk about it later on, but you talked about. Payne's leadership. Now, there was, um, you know, a lot of conjecture in the media about Stephen Smith setting fields, or mm. it looked like he was setting fields at time. And, yeah. you know, is that undermining Payne? Well, you know, when I first made the Australian team, you know, Ian Healy yeah. and Steve War weren't captain or vice captain. It was Border and Mark Taylor. Yeah. But they, they were very much talkative in meetings. Um, you know, they were helping with fields. Yeah. So I, I think um, it's more about the spread of leadership, and yeah. that's a good thing, isn't it? You don't want a team yeah, who's absolutely. just got one dominant leader. No. Mate, you want 11 leaders, but it's nice to at least have four or five players out there that are actually helping the captain. No doubt. It's a tough job, and uh, look, I, I don't think... Do you know what? It's just ingrained in him. There's nothing wrong. He's not trying to undermine anyone. He's just doing what he knows to comes win. naturally to him, and that's helping out. You know, you could see that when Nathan Lyon was bowling too straight, Smudge was actually just saying, mate, just half a yard outside the ice thumb, that's what's going to trouble someone. That's fine, isn't it? That's 100% fine. That's just giving you... And the bowler can then choose to do it or not do it. You can have a discussion. Um, the more leaders you have out there, yeah. we often talk in coaching as about... As long as they're on the same page, and I'm assuming they are. Yeah, we well, talk yeah. about captaining your own space. So you're pretty much the CEO of your own area on a cricket field. There's 11 of you, but you need to control what you're doing you know, on the field yourself. So Tim Payne's very much in control there. Um, Smithy's just... He's just an engaged human on the field. Um, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm sure if Tim Payne felt that he was under pressure from it, he'd say, "Smudge, no. look, just just uh, it didn't just for like the moment, just uh, I got this under control. That's not a problem at all." So uh, you talk about the openers missing out, um, you know, and for someone like Bancroft, you've, you've always got to give them at least four innings, I think, mm. um, if you're going to pick them in the series. So, yeah. um, what about you know, head very solid. Want him to go and make hundreds. Usman very good in the yeah. second innings, uh, and Matthew Wade. That was such a thing. That that innings just took um, any incentive for England yeah. to win away because they couldn't get easy wickets. He was scoring run of a ball straight away, so Smithy doesn't have to worry about Wade. It also says to me, a player who knew his game and the situation well. Well, one of, what the selectors have, have done is they've sat down and they've picked uh, eleven players which they thought are in top form. Um, yep. And that includes Cameron Bancroft, whether it be getting runs county. in county second eleven, he's still hitting the ball in the middle of the bat. Big step up, of course, but they've Which gone through and gone right. Who is in form right now? And that includes Peter Siddle, um, and he's he's t- overtaken Stark and coming. That's oh. a big call, big call. Um, so uh, kudos to the selectors in going about it this way. It's a smart approach. And Wade is the byproduct of that success. Yep. You know, I mean, well done, Matty Wade. Uh, just, you know, got to give credit where credit's due. This is the type of thing which actually happened in my era, which was great. Yep. Simon Kadich, Martin Love, Jimmy Ma, um, Greg Blewett, Darren Lehman, scoring run upon run 
forcing your hand and when you get your opportunity to succeed. Big. That is great, Matthew Wade. Travis Head, I'm liking Travis Head's game and he's building a nice little portfolio in this number four five position. Um, I like it. He did well against I- India. Yeah, critical. May have got a should have got a couple of hundreds, but still, yep. just a young learning guy, still developing his leadership on the field. So I like that. And he scores, Trav. He scores well. But we we you know, and it's been a really good start. He's averaging forty nine. Yeah, yeah. That that's a massive tick. Usman Kawaja at least getting up one hundred in this Ashes series. needs against the this is this is nowhere near as good as attack as uh, India's attack. So yeah. you need to you need to find a ton somewhere in there. Usman Kawaja, stick with him. Uh, don't get sucked into the thing of moving Steve Smith to number three now. The side looks settled. Just remain where you are. People are comfortable. Man, Usman averages over 40 now. Yeah. You know, in 30-odd tests. You know, that, that's a big body of work. You yeah. Look where England, they've got Joe Denley. We'll talk about their batting in the middle. Yeah, no, no, no. We we, we want um, Usman at number three. Uh, what about your old mate, uh, Peter Siddle? Bat and ball. Well, I mean, you would have been probably surprised to see him uh, – in the in the eleven to start with, there was a little bit of talk. I, I wasn't. If you'd if you'd said me two months ago, yeah, um, I'd say there's no way. Yeah, but just being over there, I, I got a vibe. Mm. You that, do that 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 Siddle was. Well, you did play. mention it to me. Yeah, yeah. you did mention and it to me. Was going to play. Yeah, um, a, a lot of what you you said earlier, though, Hodgie, um, in form. And then also, I think they've reflected on the 2015 Ashes over there. Yeah. And the younger boys, um, you know, Hazelwood and Siddle mm. and, and, and Mitchell Johnson is not there. They bowl too short. Yes. And when Sid's come in those last two tests and just bowl full. Yeah. It's not about pace over there. He bowls no slower than Jimmy Anderson. He doesn't swing no. as much as Jimmy. Yeah. But I think he only got two wickets for the test. He looked like he could have got five from both innings, Sid's. Probably and that, should And that's have. on a brown pitch. Yes, but what's he going to do on a green pitch? Well, it doesn't matter whether it's they might not see a green pitch, but what it does is it allows uh, is it, it allows Tim Payne to be able to control the day if yep. you've got a Peter Siddle, um, and you know then he can operate his 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 two sort of fire his mm. fiery quicks around. Yeah, you know, he can hold with Peter Siddle. Not saying he's holding; he actually beat the bat that many times and challenged the stumps. It was almost like a, a Victorian MCG wicket, this one. Yep. And Siddle and Pattinson were the perfect two guys to have on that wicket. Which it's is funny. Great. I mean, and I only played on. mainly, um, you know, uh, county games over there. But the pitches look flat. They're not green. You, you know, what about these green pitches and all that? They're low. And then all of a sudden, one just keeps low and jags in. And you get an LB. <laughs> yeah. You just go, and then it goes back to being flat again. But yeah. I think it rewards... Um, Accuracy and bowling a slightly fuller length, doesn't yes. it? Because if one keeps low or one just nibbles the other way, and that's what Siddle does. Well, they were talking uh, middle of last year, you know, the importance of Chad Sayers and could he step up in mm. England. Yeah, that's where playing in Australia was probably pointless or any other test. Just take those guys. No, a Sayers type over there would be yeah, handy. Dynamite. But, but um, I think Siddle... Siddle's the man. Uh, he's, he's a better bowler than Chad says. Not to take anything away from Chad. Uh, Siddle's a first-class performer. Well, you know performer. he's going to get to test level. Yeah, and he's been able to bowl 150 back in his, his good yeah. days. Um, and don't forget about that 44. Like, 44 is amazing. Uh, look, actually, tail. Um, a tail's strong. Good tail. We know Siddle can bat. Jimmy Pato's got the big scores in Sheffield Shield finals. Cummins, uh, Cummins got 50 against that India attack last year. And Lyons, fantastic number 11. So, yeah, they've got some work to do. Uh, but what they do is, too, they get in behind the line yeah. and, and they, they don't throw away their wickets. Well, they're not threatened by 130. So that yeah. might change when Joffre Archer comes in next game. So the, the other thing that you've got to give uh, – you, got to um, – uh, you can't underestimate the loss of Jimmy Anderson for England. Four overs in that test yeah. match is a critical point where if you take one of your best players out of a test match for the whole time, you're not going to win too many They games. are lucky they've got Stokes as the all-rounder. Imagine yeah. if that happened to an Australian quick. Well, you'd be in trouble, wouldn't you? 
you're gone. Our backup bowlers. You can't win the game. Wade is bowling 15 overs. Yeah, he is. You can't win. Um, and obviously Paddo and, and Camo. The one thing I enjoyed about Paddo again is um, you know you're in a contest, isn't he? Like his body language. You're not a massive sledger, but he's yeah. into you. And, and also he, he bowls full, Hodgie. Yeah. Bowls well, full, attacks the stumps. Well, it looked like um, that was something which the England players looked to do early as well. So I thought Broad was fantastic. There's obviously been a lot of work. Uh, been done into the lengths in which you know you need to bowl in England, and the quicks have seemed to adjust. It's going to be a, a, an amazing challenge. Yeah, um, and, and it's going to see what happens at Lords too. And so. I thought Cummins bowled really well. You know, on that last day, I think on that wearing wicket, it does force him to bowl a bit full because he doesn't bowl a lot of balls that hit the stumps in Australia. No, but he's fast, hostile, and he's very mm. accurate. Actually, he's yeah. very accurate. But he used the bouncer beautifully. You know, he could, he could do. He could do with a year in Victor, at Victoria. Yeah. That's what it, so we should draft him. Could we yeah. maybe have 10 years in <laughs> Imagine Victoria? Imagine having Cummings, uh, Sue Paddo. and Paddo running out. And Boland and Tremaine. Yeah, see, Tremaine did actually pretty well in that uh, Tremaine trial game. Tremaine would have been on that wicket. He would have been fantastic. Because his bouncer's a threat. And Camo, the bouncers, the wickets he got, you know, Burns and, yeah. and Bearstow, it wasn't from rearing deliveries. It was the inconsistent bounce. So I loved he bowled generally full. And they weren't sure whether to duck the bouncer, oh, to yuck. take it on. Um, no one likes fast bounces. Okay, Mo and Ali versus Nathan Lyon. It was uh, a knockout for Gaza, wasn't it? No, oh, it's a no contest. Uh, thought... Look, Mo and Ali is a serviceable off-spin bowler. Let's be honest. Uh, he's not in anywhere near the category of uh, Nathan Lyon. In fact, he's, he's an all-rounder, Mo and Ali, but he just hasn't contributed uh, against Australia with a bat. 15 with a bat in his last 10 tests. Not good enough. Um, so if he's averaging a 30 and you stretch that lead out to another 50 or 60... Yeah, he'll become well, if he did what more an important did, player, yeah. Uh, and he scores quickly. So, And the other thing is, Nathan's the one that's knocking him over for fun. Oh, for fun. And, yeah, he's generally a pretty good player of spin, Monelli. So he just hasn't got an answer for Nathan Lyon. He's a walking wicket against uh, the GOAT. So trouble there for uh, for England. And the GOAT, 352 wickets. He's three behind the great Sir Dennis Lee. Um, yeah, who would have thought? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, who would have thought? I I wouldn't pick a. You wouldn't think many off spinners in the world, well, apart from Murley, who was different, had a Dusra. Um, to be able to take three hundred fifty-two wickets is a phenomenal performance, uh, and seems to just be getting better and better. Yeah, confidence bowler, um, good in the field. Yeah, unbelievable. Handy at number eleven. So Gaz is at the top of his game. Okay, there's a Worcester practice game going on. Travis Head got a hundred. Mm. Usman got runs. Um, yeah, you know, Josh Hazelwood's got two for two. Yep. Usman said he was hitting the length beautifully. Can you see any changes for Lords? Yeah, I can. Uh, the only thing I can see happening is that uh, James Pattinson might sit it out, whether he can back up a, a heavy workload. Yep. Uh, I'm not sure whether... I he... mean, he'll have eight days off. Yeah. Uh, does the I... slope, does that... Bring Stark into play. Um, I think if you're gonna if you're gonna sit, or Hazelwood out, bowls a bit like McGrath. I wouldn't like to face Hazelwood on that wicket. No way. Uh, I wouldn't like. But it to... seems like did you the way I was reading it was either Siddle or Hazelwood. You know, accurate bouncy bowlers. Yeah. Obviously, Josh is quicker. Um, or Stark or Pattinson, who uh, yeah. are wicket takers who who bowl full and and leak runs. Is that the way you're? Yes, saying it? that's exactly right. Um, I wouldn't say Jimmy actually leaks runs. He's fairly uh, he economical. Um, I think that's a disservice to Patter. Yeah, yeah. I look. I think that's the only thing is that you see Jimmy is a real fiery strike bowler, and Stark sort of got that as well if he's in the right frame of mind. So that may be the only swap. I think uh, need to keep an eye on Cameron Bancroft as well. Um, I still would have selected Marcus Harris yep. before this. Yep. Um, I, he's probably got one more test, I think, actually, Cameron Bancroft. Yep, four innings at minimum, I reckon. Yeah, uh, but, yeah, he needs to step up. He got up. bowled again in the tour game. It didn't um, look great. Um, it Harris did, didn't get runs either. No. Um, but, I, I, to be honest, for me, I don't know what's happening internally. I'd be happy if they were unchanged. So would I. I reckon it just says, oh, no, we're comfortable with our team. Ah, and we're 1-0 up. You guys yeah. got to win. 
Uh, only thing, only thing managing Jimmy Pallard. That's probably the only question. Yeah. Only and we question. don't know how he's travelling. Mm. Um, now, what about England? I, I went with a tweet before the tests that said that England's batting lineup is a phenomenal white ball batting lineup. Yeah. I'm not so sure about the red ball. No. And really, that, that played out in the test match, didn't it? Not surprising. Um, I mean, if you think about their selection, they weren't sure what to do with their top three. Joe Root jumps up to number three just because there was no one else good enough to do so. Uh, they got some issues, some serious issues. Um, and also, you know, just explaining the difference. Like people tend to um, take white ball into to, to red ball form, but yeah. you know, we, you know, with a lot of these hitters, great hitters of the ball like Roy and Co. Um, there's a predictability about white ball cricket, isn't it? You can't bowl down the leg side. No. You can't get too wide. So there's an actual Bumper. box. Yeah. There's a box that you know the ball's going to be. But in red ball cricket, no, that's the beauty, isn't it? There's the fear of the unknown. Yeah. And and I just felt like at times you could see with Roy, even with that dismissal before that, he was getting frustrated that he wasn't getting <laughs> balls into his hitting zone, and that's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. You know, Denley's 33 and averages 36. And... For all the accolades for Rory Burns, um, you know, he could have been out a lot of times early, yeah. and and I'm not so sure that that's going to kick him onto a long career. That hundred wouldn't have thought so. No, um, look, we, everyone talked about techniques and different yeah. techniques. They were comparing Rory Burns to Steve Smith. Are you kidding oh. me? One one is a crab, ugly thing. One doesn't miss the centre of the bat. They are completely different. Joe Denley's an interesting one. Batting at four, I'm sure he opened the batting for most of his time uh, for Sussex, I believe he played. Oh, Kent, I think he played for. Um, what, how do you filter into number four? It's and he's got another wonderful well. white ball. Averaging 36 it? in first-class cricket. I mean, come on. It's, if you're going to be a test match player, you're going to have to average 50 And plus. Butler's a white ball superstar, you yeah. know, averaging mid-30s, re- really struggles against spin. First 20 balls. Yeah. He's struggling to get through that against. Well, you've him. got a bad pad. You've got a leg slip and a, and a, and a three men in catching positions, and no easy easy runs just to tick it in the mid wicket to if get you your come shot. Out in the 35th yeah, though, long off's not there. back. He's yep. bunted down the ground. So look, big problems for for those guys. Uh, they have to find someone with good defensive technique. I don't think there's there because they've tried other other players. You know, Jennings opened up, and I think he's ended up averaging 20 mm. over about 15 test yeah, matches. So, um, yeah, maybe they still want to win this Ashes series. So, well, as I said, you've got to give guys four innings, I reckon. But, you know, if we win this test match, it's, Game it's over. the series is over yeah, there. Really. McGrath's how, right how do you reckon track. Joe Root's going? Oh, I reckon there's signs, his frustration... Um, and and when you think about it, you know, everyone's saying how the Aussies haven't won uh, the Ashes in England for years. Yeah. But, you know, his last um, Ashes series, they got absolutely flopped. Pumped, yep. And he was captain. There was a little bit of like, oh, here we go again. Mm. Well, look, it's it's tough. They're in a position to win this game and, and they failed to capitalise. Um, and that's probably because their batting wasn't good enough. Um, they were a fast bowler down. You know, they're losing Jimmy Anderson. That You can't control that. That's just bad luck. Uh, what will be interesting to see how he musters his troops you know, when he's got a fraction more firepower with Jofra Archer mm. next game. That that might give him a little bit of a pep up. Spin's a big issue. I don't think yeah, he trusts spins. the people ahead of him either. Yeah. So as a number three batter, I was lucky enough to have Umberg and Elliot before me. I could sit there for the best. Most times I'd sit there and watch them go about their craft. I reckon as soon as Joe Root puts the pads on, he's thinking, I'm in here pretty soon. So I've got to get my head around. And I'm also trying to win a test match. And so also, that's, that's he, not what you want. At worst, he's got to match Smith. Yeah. Hasn't he? What they should do is ring up Mar- Marcus Trescottic, who still averages 50 in first-class cricket, and says, come and have a game, mate. Well, you know who they're talking about is Alistair Cook. <laughs> what? He's averaging 40 this year. Why not? And, and it's not as if it's unheard of in um, if he's got the desire. Ashes cricket to bring back an, an older player like that. 
if he's got the design he's, and he's in the good headspace, then why not? And just say, I'm just playing this Ashes series, that's it. Just keep playing, mate. If you've got the desire, you've had some time off. He'll have more trust, I think, yeah. Joe Root, if Alistair Cook walks out there. Absolutely. The and, and look, he'll know that his technique is actually good enough to survive. It might not get, yield the results he may have done in the past, but at least you know you're going to walk out there. You could, mate, you could, Justin Langer could put the pads on for Australia and you think that he's going to get the yeah, job done when he walks out there. You know, I'd like to say that actually. (laughs) Well, he's in the nets all the time having a bat, isn't he? (laughs) Also, another thing with Joe Root, another dimension is after they beat Ireland, he sort of bagged the the Lords pitch a little bit. And now they're going to Lords and and I I just can't see them winning on brown pitches. And, And it's very hot over there. You know, so does he go to the disgruntled curator and go, can I have a little bit more grass? And the curator well, the only goes, way they're well, you bagged me last time. Even though he's retired from uh, four red ball cricket, is they were a shit. And you yeah. could say, well, mate, come in. and you Oh, can, I'd rather him play. You can take over from Ali and come in, mate. We need some, uh, we need some skill sets that are going to take some wickets when it's dry. Well, he played tests over there uh, winter, didn't yeah. he? Yeah, so why not? He might be something they have to look yeah, at. I think Moen's it's it's almost unplayable now. Yeah, he's in trouble. I reckon he does well he doesn't trouble the Australians mm. with bat or ball. And Rashid, yes, there's half trackers, but he, he legitimately spins the ball, doesn't he? And go and, and, and bats on well. the flip side of the Aussies, Moen actually hasn't played any cricket for a long while. He's been sitting on the bench watching uh, their yeah, World Cup team exactly. go about. So the Ash the Aussie side they've actually picked guys playing cricket in form. These guys have got a few that has she hadn't fired a shot. Um, I, I thought Broad bowled beautifully. In oh the first my innings. god, unbelievable! Broad bowled beautifully, and I think they've managed him well. He hasn't played too much first class cricket. I think they said all along you're playing, yeah. so there's no doubts there. Uh, you know, Wokes is a very handy cricketer, yeah. but there's a bit of similar about their bowling. Yeah. So Archer coming off six for twenty four and a hundred in a second eleven. Um, he could be the spark they need, isn't he? Well, it looks scary now. Um, it didn't actually look scary at all with, you know, Anderson, uh, even though he's a great bowler. Anderson, Wokes and... Now, Stokes is very good, Broad. but it's very similar. Yeah. He probably swings it more than uh, Wokesy and, and Broadie, but... Yep. So now uh, it looks like there's some firepower there. If, if you looked and had Archer, Broad, Wokes and Stokes, there's, a, there's no rest there, actually, for the Australian batsman and the tail, more importantly. So... Um, I'm sure England are going to have to take 20 wickets and 20 good wickets to get beat Australia every time because the tail's too good. I can't wait, Hodgie. Um, one thing I can't wait too is um, just watching the, the umpiring in the second <laughs> test match because, uh, wow. Where's um, Pistol? How's he not in this? Well, well, Ricky Ponding talked about is it time to get rid of neutral umpires? And I, I can sort of live with that as long as the third umpire was neutral. Do you know what I mean? Yes. So that gets away, you know, if there's a, if there's a feeling it's a slight bias, well, you've always got the third umpire to go, well, no, you've got a nick on that or whatever. Yeah. Um, because poor Joel Wilson, on debut. Shocking. He had the batting version of a pair Shocking. on Test Match yeah. debut, didn't there's he? There's nothing positive you can say about his performance other than that he's had the opportunity to witness a, uh, an English Test Match. That's probably it. Yeah, and, and he's umpiring the and third Test Match. And he got a free match. hat, yeah. So now he's got to go. You've got to actually. They've got to step in there and say sorry, but your performances weren't good enough. Um, and go and get your confidence back because I don't think there is any confidence. But the the thing is, I actually. Well, Aline Dart seemed oh, to lose confidence as well. Didn't yeah, it? well, if you, if you if you're questioning your partner as well, um, it rubs off. Uh, it's it's like batting. Yeah. You know, if you see a batting struggle at the other end, you don't get any rhythm yourself, and and it doesn't flow. Same thing with umpiring. They probably should have done the Worcester game. You get dropped to the resis. Correct. Get going Why not? fit. Get going fit, Hundred percent. Hundred percent. That's what they should have done. That's good management there, Flem. But yeah, I just thought about it. The thing that. watch has been poor is that the semi final for the World Cup was poor. Yep. The World Cup was poor. poor and this is poor. Where I mean, where are the good umpires? Where are they gone? No. Um and we know, well, former 166 Coppin Street, number three for Victorian bat, mm. now uh, general manager of the ICC, Jeff Allardyce. Yes, he was in the media during this week oh, as well. I never thought he'd get on the media street. Nah, he was there. Joffrey, he was always someone that just went quietly about his work, but he's he's coming into prominence because it's his department. Mm. Um, and I, I'd assume 
the top umpires, and they'd have all the percentages, they're getting about 95% of them right, right? The top ones there. Um, obviously, with this, yeah. it, it would have been close to 30%, wouldn't it? Woeful. So um, why not, you know, you, we need more test matches. We need to rely on um, the human element yeah. getting it right nine, at least 90% of the time, don't we? Well, maybe just the, they should have just got two English local umpires who have been doing red ball cricket and say... And you're they're in, in Nick. Yeah, you're in good form, same as, the, as what the Australian selectors have done. Now, as we mentioned, our ex-teamer, Jeff Allardyce, he has been on Media Street. His next one is um, the TV umpires will become the sole adjudicators of front foot no balls in a planned ICC trial uh, if, if the trial proves successful. Joff, this is a quote from Jeff Allardyce. He's also said the idea is that the third umpire will be presented an image of the front foot landing within a few seconds he would then communicate to the on-field umpire if it was a no ball is deli- only if a no ball was yeah. delivered. What do you think? Well, I don't think it can be done within that time frame. If they can, that's uh, as quick as if they uh, do it in a few seconds. We're happy with that, aren't we? Well, um, yeah, the Red Bull Racing team changed some tyres in one point eight seconds yesterday. So, or on well, the weekend, know that. Um, whether the umpire can actually beat that, that'll be a good competition, actually. No, but I, if I it just... did, then you wouldn't be reviewing wickets, would you? Waste the time. It's, it's a no done. ball. Just forget it. It's, it's already done. done. Yep. Yeah, don't waste time. So, so I don't mind that not drop. a bad initiative. I like it. There has to be a better. Uh, there has to be better technology to be able to do it instantaneously. Yeah. But we'll get to that. I don't know whether because the foot lands and is it? Can we we get some yeah. laser type thing? Yeah, like with the tennis. Yeah, I think Correct. the white line because it gets eroded. Yeah. with the with the bowler's spikes and that that that, that, that they mm. struggle with that. But technology is only um, going to get better. How are they going to do it? it? Are they going to have like a drone sitting above? How, how are they going to get that technology? Can we wait for the next podcast? Yeah, I'll okay. do some research cool. on that because um, I'm happy to operate the drone. Yeah, Could you put that in Joffa, your LinkedIn profile? Yeah. Drone, I'll no ring Joffa operator. and say, I can, if, if you run me out of Dubai, so it's tax-free dollars. Yeah. So you employ me there, but I operate worldwide. Do you have to physically be there, or can you be, if you're Skyping from... Don't know. And, thr- and, and transform Maybe it to our Dubai. listeners can actually, from the UAE, can help us A lot of the that. listeners will know a lot more about yeah. technology than you and me. Yeah. One man that's not back... Um, Dale Stane retires from uh, Test Match Cricket. 439 wickets at an average of 22.95, 26 fifers, 5 He's got the best strike rate ever for anyone that's taken over 200 wickets. So he got a wicket every 42 balls. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when the average, I'd say, a good Test bowler would be 55. You're yeah. doing well. He oh. got a 42. Well, what about those outswingers? Did you face him much? I did, yeah. I faced Whoa. him a couple of times. Not in a test match or anything like that, but uh, uh, 2020, um, one-day cricket, a phenomenal bowler. Just charged in. Just frighteningly quick and moved the ball. I mean, what, what a recipe for success. Yeah, facing him like... Uh, you must I love didn't... athletes like oh, that when, his, when you He's watch fast bowling. One of my favourites. Um, but also, you know, his outswingers seem to go that late, which is a big thing anyway, because the batsmen can't adjust mm. their shot. But it almost sometimes looked like it dipped. Why is that? So it was actually it dipped it's... and swung. Is it is it because of his ball speed that that happens? I don't know. It's got to be something with ball speed, the actual wrist release. Yeah. Also, I'm a big one on how much backspin you get on the ball. Mm. So I reckon he comes down. The more you come down on. Um, the back of the ball, yeah. the more uh, revs you get on the ball. I reckon the ball does go a bit later. Yeah. But it did seem to actually, just the batsman, it dip and swing. Unbelievable. I loved his approach to the crease, the run-up, the approach, and then that just fast, explosive action. What about the steely gaze? Oh, yeah. There's, he's got those uh, crazy <laughs> eyes, hasn't he? <laughs> his crazy eyes. Well done. He was, um, yeah. Just one of the greatest. I mean, look at those names: Wacker, Eunice, uh, Malcolm Marshall, Alan Donald. For strike rates. Strike rates, yeah. and he's tipped all them off. That's phenomenal performance. Another man retired, but the funny thing with retirements is, um, once you know, years ago, you just retire from all cricket, yeah. so you just 
given, you know, a, a well done, yep. and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, as they retire from different forms, it just feels a bit like, oh, haven't we already done this? And yeah. Bazza, McCullum, yeah. Brennan's retired from all cricket now and there's no better way to go out than a packed crowd in the Canadian T20 <laughs> over there. Yep. So, Baz, I hope, I hope they get their 100,000 there. But um, Well, well done, Baz. Plenty yeah. of opportunities for Great Baz, career. Uh, well, I think there's other opportunities that have come up. I think uh, he's well, on board Channel 7, he's yes. on board. I think he's now working with Kolkata Night Riders. He may be head coach, I think. I'm not sure I what the actual gig at the role is. Uh, gig at the 100. Who's he working with there? I don't know. Um, anyway... You retire when other opportunities come up. And he's flogged this horse for as long as possible. That'll be a phenomenal... I hope they have a, a guard of honour for him in the uh, in the Canadian T20 League. What what a way to go. Is that league on, is it? Yeah, it is. <laughs> well, it is a little bit. But the news from there was the Toronto Nationals and Montreal Tigers, two teams that you actually didn't play for, yeah. refused to take the field over unpaid wages. Sources state that a yeah. majority of players across all teams have not been paid any money. No, I'm not surprised. I really Why? Not. Oh, it's, I've been in those sort of situations before. Um, it's a bit of a concern these, for yeah, these T20 leagues, isn't it? These leagues are run, sort of, a couple of them are run with, you know, ad hoc approach and, uh, you know, from top down, it's sort of not run in the right manner. So, look, it's not surprising. Pay um, the players. But yeah, you just got to make a stand. Just go home. But you you gotta make a choice, I guess, as a professional sportsman. What you what why you're there, um, what reasons you're playing for. So and you get to play with Brendan McCullum in his last game of cricket. Yeah, I don't think that's pretty play cool. anymore after that. Hey, now it's time for the segment. Why the big names? Yeah, Kardashians. Yes, the Hodges. Well, you're probably not so much yourself. Aren't tweeting or Instagramming as much because they know if there's any hint of self-promotion, plugging products, that you will be all over them. And it is the Social Media Self-Promoter Award. Who are the votes this week? Well, I'll tell you what happens. I'll I'll tell you what, Flem. It's sort of, it's amazing what happens, trends, trends in social media as well. So we we saw throughout the uh, World Cup, England were dominant on social media. My Good. God, they've gone quiet now. Ah. Um, people involved in the Canadian T20 League, yeah. they're excited. They're on social media now. Like, who? who? I'll, what show you, I'll show you. But right now, it's all about the Aussies. Yep. Ashes victory. They're up and about. So I just want to go through not only our men have dominated, but also I'll start with the female domination. And that starts with Elise Perry who is the queen of cricket at the moment. Um, and also... Uh, She's not a do- massive self-promoter, She though, is though. now. Oh, okay. She's learning. She is now. So here we are, Elise Perry. Um, it was nice chatting with GQ Australia in the latest issue out now. Just a beautiful little portrait there of Elise Perry. Um, and again, uh, Elise Perry. Now, you'll be good at this. You'll respect this. Elise Perry Perspective. Do you know what Perspective is? No. It's her book. Ah. She's promoting her book. I there like you it. Go. Yeah. Elise Perry Perspective. Um, what she's done is she's done a mistake. She hasn't done it around Christmas time. You'll know the ins and outs of when to get a book yeah, out. Yeah, interesting time to release it. I, I would have thought it was a, a better option around Chrissy, but um, I'm going to let her go a little bit because... If you're releasing a book, you've got to do a little bit of publicity. But yeah, true. Let, let's hope this, anyway, this isn't a this is the start thing. of something for her. Uh, and we talked about the dominance of this week. Uh, Steve Smith as well. Not only has he been good with the bat. Has he got help with his self, uh, social media posts? Because uh, not really. He, he was going as bad as anyone, I reckon. Yeah, he's going pretty bad. Uh, take a look at these new hashtag fresh foam ROAV Australia editions from at New Balance Australia. <laughs> these shall not be taken off my feet all series. Well, not at the moment, because you're not getting any rest, Steve Smith. So, so, yep, hopefully the foams do well for you. Just another one. That's just blatant and well Uh, well done. All smiles. Can't wait to walk out and compete 
in the ashes for Australia. What I love about this, Steve Smith, is just the uh, the bat stuck up there with the New Balance and the Koala.com, which he has well, shared. I might in. this out there. What about his elbow? Yeah. He must be double-jointed. Double-jointed. That looks awful. Yeah, well, he should have been an off-spinner, not a leg-spinner. Um, <laughs> well, I've stumbled across this one, actually, which is... Um, and we've had some dialogue with Iceland cricket. We've got a few yeah. followers in Iceland cricket. No, definitely. We're going to have to do a report But over this that. is this is Iceland cricket self-promotion. This is brilliant. There's more to Iceland than cricket. This is, I don't know how to say this, whoever it is, an Arctic paradise along the gravel track, two hours from the nearest town. With the Holvskull Glacier as the backdrop and warm stream with hot springs for bathing, check out at Next Stop Iceland, our official travel partner. That's, That's brilliant. Yeah, it's brilliant, <laughs> but it's lost me. I mean, why would you go to Iceland if it wasn't for the cricket? I don't know. I just think cricket when I think Iceland. That's what I think as well. And Bjork. Yep, and Bjork, yeah. Uh, look, we've got to nail these buggers because I went and helped them out at the... Uh, <laughs> At, at the Richmond Corner Hotel, yeah. but now they're strutting their stuff around uh, they're touring England, the UK, aren't touring they? the UK. Good on them. The great cricketers, thanks to Manchester at the Dance House and at Budgie Smuggler and Breezy Lad. We loved it. Sorry they ran out of beer, London, next Pierce, blah, 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 blah. Just do your job. Get on with it. Yeah. Um, they know the deal. They know the deal. And I'll tell you who else has been pretty hot on the social media these days, and it hasn't got some bananas. And that's Peter Siddle. Amazing fighting win to the start of the Ashes series. Great to be back in the baggy green hashtag Ashes. Um, it's just Pete just knocking over Joe Root. Um, that's a great bit of self-promotion. There's nothing to do with team there. That's all about yourself. Well done, Pete. Um, so I love that. Uh, but here we are here again. Great to be back with the boys, hashtag Ashes. So he's realised that it's, yeah, it's important to be uh, back there. Um and he knows we do this. He's just blatantly getting votes. And someone who's not big on social media cricket-wise but has had a monumental couple of 12 days is sneaky Steve Waugh, the tugger. Tugger's been I huge. I might picked this up, yeah. The Belfry Golf Club, which yeah. we know it's free because if you read on, it's thanks, yeah. Belfry, blah, blah, blah. Day after epic test match victory, wet round at the Belfry with Mitch Stark, uh, Mitch Marsh, Love throwing that. it out there, hanging out with the stars. Um, Tugger, there's no need for you how to do that. Oh, he hasn't been big. How many followers has he got, Tugger? No really, idea. He's not like Junior. Junior's tweeting out um, often no, during play. No, and look at him here. Just another one. Sneaky Steve Waugh. Another Great day for the Baggy Greens tour match at the majestic Worcester Cathedral Hotel. You, can you blah, just blah, keep blah. tabs on Tugger? Because um, I reckon even Normo and that might be starting to feel. Pup might be starting to feel. Oh, we've got a we've got a competitor in the market. Well, you know why Pup's quiet? He's not there, is he? No, you're right. So, IPL time, Pup. Pup comes. He into was his huge home. in the World Cup. He's gone quiet. So can we, get, can we get him some studio work? So Pup will know this. He'll get himself there for the last two Ashes, there's no doubt. He'll get himself on the TV and he'll but get active. But in the meantime, there's an Australian captain just starting to emerge mm. in self-promotion. Yep. And, and I'm expecting uh, big votes here for, for Tug. And Gilly's been quiet. I, have spoke, I spoke to Gilly yesterday and he, he admitted that he's been very quiet. Not only well, he's not over life, there. I can't social believe media. Um, Fox Sports don't have it. Mm. Normally, every Ashes series, they, um, their man, Channel 9, have it, don't they? Well, he did say that uh, he was offered a number of numerous roles, but he was just happy to chill at home. Yeah, and with the kids. Watch uh, the Eagles and Dockers. Uh, big, uh, his son Harry, I think it is, is in year 12. Year so 12, it's an important yeah. time for Gilly. We know G- Gilly, Google Gilly will get active. But look, there you go. Shark again, very quiet. I'm not sure what's happening um, with the shark. Is there very any majors quiet. coming up? A President's Cup. I'll be watching out for mm. Shark. Yep. Hope he comes uh, out. And also, uh, sorry, I missed an honourable mention too there for uh, KP. Uh, I didn't get it in. I didn't take the photograph. I'll just give him two votes But KP um, had him just sitting there with whites, and he just said, I'm not sure what the, this promotion is for. Um, so wow. so it's, a, it's a promotion, but a non-promotion. A promotion so I'm not sure what he was actually promoting. It was so KP. Do we have a different section called the social media no promotion? 
award. Because <laughs> that's leading it what right it now. was. Okay, yeah. Elise, don't become a habit here. Get some perspective. Oh, I'm going to get that book. Want to read it? Four mm. votes. Smithy, six votes. Um, there's there's not a lot of uh, innovation to his tweets, is it? It's no. pretty blatant. No. Iceland, five votes. No, the reason we go to Iceland is it's for the cricket. The yes. pitches, you can hit through the line. Yes. Uh, Great cricketers, five votes. You're on tour, boys. Yeah. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Sidsy, I'm going four. Yeah. Their cricket tweets, yeah, with not too many mentions of his teammate. Yeah. Steve War, um, the golf, uh, the Worcester, I think the more comfortable he feels with social media, mm. yeah. I reckon Norma could be in trouble. In trouble. There's okay, no be just two for, for your non-promotion. Yeah. Okay, I did a poll question. Best uh, batsman, or Aussie batsman after Bradman. And um, we got 2,400 votes. Amazing. But Great poll question, Flem, actually. I do like it. People, are, yeah, people um, were obviously talking about it. Um, it's a bit like any tall, fast bowler that gets wickets. They're yeah. McGrath-like, aren't they? So yes. anyone averages over 50 with a bat. Are they the best since Bradman? Yeah. In those votes, um, winning was Stephen Smith with 54% yep. of votes. Um, Ricky Ponting second with 43 Greg Chappell, third, with 3%. Mm. Um, as someone tweeted to me, I'm trying to find the tweet here, they obviously didn't see Greg Chappell no, back. No, I did see that. He, when I was growing up, he, he was the best Australian batsman by a mile. And if you watch um, you know, on YouTube of him now, yeah. he looks such a classy player. Such a classy player. But um, Was the poll the best Australian player Yes. Yeah, it's quite funny. Because we got Alan Border was mentioned. But, yep. you know, on Twitter polls, you can only have three names. Yes. So I blame Twitter for that. Steve War got some mentions. Yeah, Steve War got some mentions. What I like is that I had a couple of Indian friends who actually thought that um, Sachin and Viv Richards should have been in there. Yeah. No. They were good players for Australia. Yeah, but just read. <laughs> no, they weren't because they used to score so many runs there. But... Um, but someone else made a I think valid someone point. said they weren't even born when Chapel was playing. Actually, someone tweeted 55.9 here. Oh. Oh, was that you? Oh, yeah. Was that your batting average? Yeah, it was actually, well, yeah. you, Who got, tweeted that? You've got punter and um, there's a little self-promotion. There's three votes. There you go. So going on that. Someone I, said Dizzy. I'm not sure. I did see Dizzy. Yeah, it was a wonderful 200. Um, this man, correct. Um Got cut down at his prime, someone said. You got 200 and got dropped. It's a fair point. Um, Not far off you, mate. So if we go on that, um, you've got it wrong. So I fall out of the top three. It'll have to go Bradman, Voge, Voges, Smith. Yeah. Yep. So, you know. There was a man called Sid Barnes, invincible, average yes. 60 Isn't as well. Is he the opener, Sid? Yep. 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 Um, and someone made a good point there too. I mean, Ricky Ponting was averaging high 50s very late in his career. Yep. And his last 18 months, you know, it dropped it down. So, you know, for Smithy, yeah. you know, even he could average 50 for the rest of his career, which is unbelievable, and it would drop him obviously down to the mid-50s, I would have thought. So I can give some little advice to Ricky Ponting. Oh, here we go. What he should have done is retired at 60, yeah. gone and taken some superannuation and tested his skills at the things like the, the global T20 leagues in Canada. Yes. You know, he should have known that recipe. Well, is, is there any better place to finish your cricket No way, because Baz knows. So maybe, uh, I mean, they're, they're good close friends, Baz and, and Punner. They should have finished at the same spot. Canadian hey, now, T20 we've got league. some, um, no, we've got a listeners uh, all over the world, and um, we, we appreciate all your tweets, and we got one from the Elby Cricket Club, Um from Sweden, founded all the way back in January 2015, so probably not a historic club. Right. But they sent through a video. We've got some audio of it. Um, oh, but this un- is brilliant. But unless you're Swedish, <laughs> you're probably not going to understand this. Yeah, it's brilliant. But the scenes is... LB needed 16 runs of 14 balls with five wickets in hand. And after they completed a run, the wicketkeeper shows his frustration by throwing the ball on the ground because he missed the run out. Mm. The uh, striker at the other end comes down to talk to the batsman. 
and the bowler takes the stumps at his end and the umpire gives him out. Yes. And I think they went on to lose the game. Yes. Well... Fair play, sportsmanship. Well... Umpiring. Umpiring again because... There's Joel over there. I think the laws state that you have to be actually taking a run or actively taking a run. But I'm not sure. Oh, I'm pretty uh, sure Or is that's it a dead rule. ball? You know, is it a dead ball once a wee keeper throws the ball into the ground? Uh, I think it's both. Look, all, all I know... The, dead ball and the batsman wasn't trying to take a run. All I know is that Albie are devastated. Um, but it's what that is is opened up opportunities. So I've put my hand up. Oh. Um, I said I'll come and play for you guys next year. Yeah, we might even um, do a biology just need a, over there. I just need a free holiday after yeah. it for at least three weeks. Oh, so. you're working. Um, very good tape tennis ball team. LB, anyway, check LB that out. Club. That's um, that's it. That's, I've retweeted it. It's out close there. to uh, man catting, I reckon. This instance. Yes. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have thought that it's in the spirit of the game. And Sweden's cricket's no better for it, no. unfortunately. All right. Well, that's our guide to the Albi Cricket Club. Founded 2015. Very good take tennis ball team. I think they won some competition over there. Hey, that's it for the Bowlology Report. Um, geez, I'm pumped for the second test match. Uh, also, Hodgie, we've been... Give us your um, predictions before you finish up. Well, I, well, I don't want to go Glenn McGraw all over it, but I'm happy with five now. I reckon they will. I think uh, your fellow fast bowlers spot on. I, I think it sets a tone. This first test was demoralising, and my worry, besides some of the structural things in the England team, is um, is Joe Root as captain. Is that um, is he going to score big? Is he going to be frustrated? Yeah, here we go again. Does he have trust in his team, like you mentioned? I'm not mm. so sure. But can Joffre Archer change the dynamics of this series? That's what I'm looking forward Might to. Might be able to. He's going to need to because I reckon I agree 100% with you. I reckon this is a real hammer blow for this England side and, and they've just been punched on the jaw and they're flat out on the canvas and can they get back up? It's a knockout. Hey, Hodgie, we've also been asked by some creek clubs to actually record the podcast and have a bit of a sportsman's night there. Mm. So... Um, we will book those in, yep. and it brings a little bit of a different dimension of a, of yeah. a live crowd. So, if yeah. you're keen to have us, anyone uh, interested, yeah, anyone interested in thinking tweet. about having, uh, I mean, it comes up to cricket season. You often have your pie night and things like that. So, well, a lot of uh, season openers, or even during the Ashes, like an Ashes. Yeah. Uh, so, look, if you that. want us to come along and um, do our podcast at your venue and pump your cricket club up, um, let us know. Means, let us know. Get in contact. And uh, we'll see if we can. That'd be pretty cool. Hodge, next week. Well done, Aussies. Yeah. Uh, and get your um, thing into Imran, your, your coaching I'll CD. dust it up. We'll do. All dust right. See mate. Up. Bye-bye. Well, this is Lords, deeply rooted in tradition and in the ritual tradition brings, where until the proper time, no man may enter unless he have some special access. Well, on this occasion, I have some special access. My name's Arlott. 